everybody. We are live with Dr. Nancy on Wednesday. Um, back from Florida, so I'm back to the office. Um, have seen a lot of you in here already this week, which is great. A lot of traveling pain. Um, but today in the office, we're going to be discussing um, some more brain stuff. So we have um, Christy Knight with us this week. Um, she does a very interesting therapy, which I'm really um, anxious to hear about myself to see what she does. Um, but I want to have her introduce herself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Welcome, Christy. Hi. Well, thank you so much for having me, Nancy. Um, my name is Christy Knight. I am a certified neurofeedback trainer, um, but I'm also a certified brain health and wellness coach and educator. And so um, I've been doing this since 2013. Um, and we see children's, teens, and adults. So lots of families in our, in our um, practice. And um, we do neurofeedback training, pretty simple. Okay. Um, and in that process, we also do lots of education and support just about what is a healthy brain? How do we keep our brain healthy in this toxic world that we live in? Um, and there's lots of factors that go into that. So I really want them to get the most out of their neurofeedback training um, because that's what they're there for. But there are a lot of other factors that can help support that healthy brain. So do a little combination of the two. Um, How did so, you get into that? Interestingly, um, my son was diagnosed when he was about eight years old with a feeding disorder. And we tried all kinds of traditional food therapies, bribe him, you know, deprive him, whatever it took, just, you know, get this child to eat and nothing worked. And when his braces went on, he quit eating. And we went to the specialty feeding clinic in Illinois. And this was the very first line of defense. They said, you have to get the anxiety and the fear of food under control or no program is gonna be accept or, um, successful for him. So, so that's how I got into this. So I came home, did some research, talked to pediatrician, food people, and they all agreed, if you can find someone that does it, and this was years ago, so it wasn't as prominent as it is today, um, they said, do it, because we've, you know, we heard a lot of great things about it. So I was fortunate that I found someone, and we started doing the program, and it was like a whole host of things started changing that we weren't really anticipating. Um, and it was really just transforming for him. So that's kind of how I got into it. And then, of course, I start doing, you know, my daughter, my husband, my son, myself, you know, everyone is like, OK, how are how is everyone in here going to benefit from this this little magic tool that we have now? So so that's kind of how I got into it. I went back to school and then started a business because um, I really just want to help others. So great. So what is this therapy? Tell us right, about so, it. so neurofeedback is a form of um, most people probably have heard of biofeedback, right? We're monitoring heart rate, blood pressure, things like that, trying to consciously control those things, right? So neurofeedback is providing information to the brain so that the brain can go in and self-regulate. So just like our liver, our skin heals from a cut, our bodies know what to do. We just need to give it the information. So that's kind of what this program does, what the neurofeedback does. And it's done through EEG. So our program just does a read only. There's no current, nothing that goes into the brain. 
There's no diagnostic necessary, um, no protocol driven. It's very non-invasive, nothing sticking in you. There's no contraindications for medication. Um, and so it's just a very, it's just another approach to help people deal with lots of lots of things that they may be dealing with, but it's all done through EEG. What would a visit look like if they came in to see you? Right, so if someone came in, um, so my office is set up, um, I can see, of course, children, teens, and adults, and you're gonna be sitting, like if you're an adult, you're gonna be sitting in a very comfy, relaxing chair, and you're gonna have a couple of little electrodes on your head, and then a couple on your ears, and you're gonna be listening to some music um, via headphones. Um, and, and for kids, sometimes that's a little more challenging, so we can play the music out loud in the room. Um, but if at all possible, I like to try to get, you know, the music in the ears just, it just seems like better um, training experience. So they're just listening to music. The program runs for 33 mm -hmm. and a half minutes. And it's just very calming and relaxing. And as they're listening to this music, these sensors are sending the cortical activity that's coming off the head here to the computer software. And that software then mirrors it back to the brain in a way that that brain can understand it. And the brain recognizes itself and says, oh, that's me. And so the brain has the ability to go in and self-regulate and self-optimize for that optimal functioning. So for an adult, often they fall asleep. You know, we, when do we get 33 minutes of nothing time? Right. Um, so that's kind of what an adult does. They, they'll definitely want to, um, you know, relax and kick their feet up. And it's a very soothing environment for a child, um, a young child, especially because I've worked with children as young as 18 months old. Um, so and, and we could do it younger. The, pro the only concern is trying to get them to sit. Um, but we'll buy, buy, play games with them or a puzzle or something like that. Um, so as long as we can just kind of keep them sitting there and gradually, as soon as we have to start with, a, you know, five minute, 10 minute and gradually work our way up to 30 minutes, that's fine. Um, but that's kind of what it looks like for child. And then teens, they're going to want to get in there and fall asleep, you know, be on their phone. But it's doing it all. Um, there, there's no conscious choice that someone has to make something move or, or anything like that. It's all um, just that unconscious processing. The brain is hearing how it's functioning and it's learning from this, it's exercising, and then it's going to start self-regulating. Interesting. So there's, is the music a specific type of music that helps with that or? Um... No, it's not like a music therapy, like what you might be thinking. Um, it, the, I'd use the standard music that comes with the software. It doesn't, it, it never fails. It always works. Now you can, you can put other music on, on there. There are some conditions that I want to make sure we're not having a lot of music with a lot of pausing, um, natural, you know, kind of things in the music, but, um, but yeah, you can, you can use any music, but I would, I would prefer, just personally, I've seen lots of success with music that we use that comes on it, and I just don't want to break something that's not broken. Fix right. something that's not broken. How about that? So Bree's asking about panic attacks. Is that something you would be able to help with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So anytime the central nervous system is having a hard time with that flexibility and resilience, that 
Um, you know, it's going to that fight and flight stress response maybe more often um, than, than we want it to or need it to, right? Um, it's just gonna tell it and that body's gonna say, oh, I don't need to go there all the time. I can come back down here. Okay. So, so what kind of things, um, I don't wanna say people, what kind of things um, do you see in your office like with symptom wise? Yeah, so probably um, the top three things I see, number one is stress. Um, and stress can manifest in people in different ways. Um, emotional, um, physical symptoms, headaches, sleeplessness, things like that. So that's stress is a huge component. Um, people that are just looking maybe for like a peak performance, they're really, they're wanting um, an increased focus, right? Or increased attention or productivity, um, maybe confidence, things like that. Um, sleep management is huge. Um, and we've also, back on that peak performance, we've worked with like athletes and um, people who are maybe gonna take standardized testing, um, work with a lot of kids, especially in the springtime when they're doing, you know, the I read and, and those types of things. They're, they're um, really anxious, maybe towards test taking, maybe they don't, you know, that's a tough environment for them. A lot of kids in that age. Um, Can you help me? Well, I don't know if I can help her pass it, but we can help reduce any stress that's going on, right? And then some other things that we see people for, um, headaches, memory, um, and unfortunately, concussion. You know, that brain has been through something pretty traumatic, and it's having a hard time getting maintaining that homeostasis again. And so really getting the sleep under control, really reducing that stress response, reducing the sensitivities that it has is really important. And then how many, um, like what's your treatment frequency typically? Is this a one and done? Do they have to come back? Um, well, I want you to think of that like a diet or training for a marathon. You're gonna train, the more you practice, the better your brain's gonna be. So there's not a standard number um, that we require you to do, um, but obviously the more you train, the better you're gonna feel. Just right. like learning to read, ride a bike, drive a car, you're probably not gonna be an expert after one session. And, and often, honestly, by the time someone's gotten to me, they've tried a lot of stuff and they're really like, oh, help me, help me. So they're gonna take a, a, a while. Usually I can tell you if, if they're consistent about doing it and they have a lot of other good supportive lifestyle factors in play, you know, two or three months, we're gonna see some real progress. Wonderful. Um, I'm gonna put your website up here. It's called beyourbestbrain.com. You should be able to see that. And then before we sign off today, is there any tips, anything you wanna leave our viewers with? Um, information? Um, you know, your brain is gonna function based on what you're putting into it, right? So people that are looking for just like, okay, this is my one thing I'm gonna do, and this is only, brain health is a, is a lot of things right? It's our relationships. It's our 
how we attach to people, how we relate to people. It's our learning, how we learn, especially children. Um, it's how every single person responds differently to stress, right? And what are you doing to take care of your brain? How are you looking for that relaxation? Um, it's what we're feeding our brain. Um, that's super important. And um, especially in the world we live in. Um, toxins, huge advocate for reducing toxins in the environment, cleaning products, those types of things, really, really, really important. And it's affecting us. Um, so, you know, I don't want people to think that there's any just one approach that's going to fix everything. It takes a village. And uh, we really want to want to look at it in that way. So although neurofeedback can help ton of things and really kind of help people propel people on that path to, to brain health and wellness. Um, there are a lot of other factors that go into how well that brain's going to do anything. Um, so yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this has been great information. Um, you know, something I really hadn't heard about yet. So I think I have at a conference, but um, I didn't know that's what they called it. I've seen people with stuff on their head. So it might yeah. be like, but um, great yeah. information. Um, and if anybody has any questions, um, pop them in here and we'll make sure that Christy gets them. And um, again, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this information with us. You and are very welcome. Yeah, thank be your you. best friend.com. So thank you, Christy. Thank you.